Salam Salam from BA. This is the Rorschach Ethiopia update from the 17th of February 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Ethiopia. Our first update of today's edition takes us, as usual, to the conflict in northern Ethiopia. Human rights activist organization Amnesty International issued a report that claimed that the Tigray's People Liberation Front, TPLF, soldiers raped and summarily executed civilians in the cities of China and Kobo, in the Amhara region. The report says that some victims of these atrocious acts were only 14 years old and that the TPLF had shown utter disregard for international humanitarian laws. Amnesty International Deputies Director for East Africa, Sarah Jackson, added that it is possible that the TPLF might have committed war crimes and crimes against humanity. However, on Tuesday the 15th of February, Ethiopia officially lifted the state of emergency. The government had declared in October 2021 because normal law enforcement operations were not enough to fight against the TPLF. In January 2022, the Prime Minister's office said that the state of emergency was no longer necessary as the TPLF was held at bay, so the House of People's Representatives voted to lift it. This decision was commanded by the international community. The United Nations said that it appreciated the resolution and said that for peace to prevail, there needs to be a spirit of accountability among officials. Staunch ally Turkey also appreciated the resolution, saying that it is a decisive step in bringing back peace and stability. An ally falling out of favor these days, the U.S., also issued a statement saying that this is an important step in putting an end to the conflict in the North. Recall that the U.S. used to be a very close ally to the country until the conflict. The U.S. had accused Ethiopia's government of causing the conflict and kicked out the country from a lucrative trade agreement. Now, the government says that the U.S. and other Western news outlets are spreading false information about Ethiopia. However, the Ethiopian Human Rights Commission wasn't satisfied with this decision alone. The commission said that people detained during the state of emergency should be released immediately. It also asked the government to return important documents to those detainees that were released so that they can go back to their normal lives. Let's talk about a few that's in the news these days. The Ethiopian Orthodox Church has major holdings of land and other properties, including the Mescal Square in Addis, which has been recently renovated by the government. However, because of the passing of time, the fact that this is a large area located in the middle of an important city where many major events are held, and because it was the government who renovated the square recently, the ownership rights of the church got neglected. Here's how the feud started. Members of the Pentecostal Church held an event at the Mescal Square, and one participant in the event was heard saying, We shall take this square, and this square is ours. This resulted in some major backlash, and it didn't sit well with the followers of the Orthodox Church. Then an important question arose. Who is the real owner of the Mescal Square? To settle this, the Orthodox Church Synod gathered and decided that they wanted to have a meeting with the Major of Addis, Adanech Abebe. However, that led to more feuds. The major said that she wouldn't go to the venue of the meeting, which was the church patriarch's residence, because she feared for her safety. The meeting was postponed, but the new date coincided with the city's council meeting. This did not sit well with the followers and the synod of the church, as they thought the major was avoiding dialogue. However, on Tuesday the 15th, the church and the city administration finally had their meeting. Afterwards, they issued a joint statement saying that they have reached an agreement and will establish a joint committee that will have further deliberations on the matter and solve it peacefully. 
They also said that they will work together in the future on other issues. We also have some news from the Somali region. As you'll remember from last week's episode, some former officials of the Prosperity Party said they hadn't been removed from office through lawful means, but the party's regional deputy communications officers denied these claims. Well, it turns out that the regional government said on Monday the 15th that some officials conspired with corrupt and anti-change forces living abroad and attempted to disrupt the peace of the region and stop ongoing reforms. However, it hasn't been said whether or not the former officials were involved. The regional government also revealed that allegations circulating around social media saying that the capital of the region, Jijiga, is not secure and stable are completely false. Many say that the solution to these kinds of problems is national dialogue, and in order to have it, the National Dialogue Commission was created. However, the chairwoman of the Council of Ethiopian Political Parties, Dr. Rael Bafe, said that there are some things that need to be dealt with before the national dialogue begins. She said that there should be fewer discussions about criteria for nominating commissioners, about some nominees having dual citizenship or criminal records, among other issues. So, the Council sent a letter to the Council of People Representatives to postpone the dialogues. American financial news outlet Bloomberg reported on Monday the 16th that the Filcher sugar plant has stopped operations because it was attacked by a rebel group, the Roma Liberation Army, OLA. After the news surfaced, the BBC went over to the Ethiopian Sugar Corporation to see what was going on. However, the spokesperson of the corporation, Reda Demek, said that the plant had not been attacked but admitted that it had stopped operations for a while because of the OLA. Reda said that the rebel group posed a security threat. Why? Well, apparently the OLA believes in taking power through force and has summarily executed people based on ethnic realms and committed lots of other atrocities. Because the Fincha plant is located in Oromia, where the OLA operates, the sugar corporation decided not to transport fuel for a while. Reda also added that at the time of the interview with the BBC, fuel supplies had reached the plant and that operations were going to start soon. The BBC also managed to contact a worker in the Fincha plant, who confirmed that there haven't been any attacks on the plant. Our next update is a sad one. It takes us to Italy, where a Ghanaian murdered an Ethiopian migrant. Agito Guteta was a farmer, entrepreneur, and environmentalist who used to sell goat meal products in Italy and lived in the rural city of Frasilongo. She was known for her hard work and for helping her family back in Ethiopia. She was also deemed as a model of integration as a migrant by the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees. She was violently murdered in late 2020, and in a courthouse in Trento, the murder was sentenced to 20 years in prison on last Tuesday the 15th. However, her family doesn't think that justice has been served. Agita's sister said that even though a harsher punishment won't bring her back, Considering the seriousness of the crime, we expected the murderer to be sentenced alive in prison. Last but not least, the commercial bank's headquarters were inaugurated on Sunday the 13th. Several high government officials were present at the ceremony. Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed gave a speech and broke the news that Ethiopia will allow international banks to operate in the country, which had been prohibited for the past 30 years. The Prime Minister added that the local banks must prepare themselves for the market competition that the foreign banks will bring. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Now it's your turn to tell your bats about Rorschach and how wonderful and great and interesting and exciting it is. Okay, maybe don't oversell us, but you can tell your friends we're nice. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at podcast.rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Rorschach Ethiopia. Ciao! Thank you.